Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast. O'Brien, uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in. Live Bet Sunday, our second hour. We are leading you up into Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff here at VSEN, the sports betting network. So don't go anywhere. Brent will be with you and lead you up into uh, essentially kickoff. Noon Pacific time, the NFC Championship game will kick off between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. We're also tracking here on this Live Bet Sunday, well, live betting and uh, basketball, which is underway over in college hoops. Uh, I will say that this game was looking a little bit competitive, but Purdue is starting to put their foot on the throat of Michigan State. It is 36-19, to 107 left to go in the first. Purdue now about a 12.5-point favorite, so at least from our last check-in, not a massive change in terms of what we have seen here. I actually think that might have been... Uh, outdated number i'll give you an updated one really quickly uh let's see 15 and a half excuse me with a total 127 and a half uh regardless though one of the things that we had discussed when it came to michigan state and if they were going to be able to stay in this right figured hey defensively some of the conference numbers and what we've seen from michigan state they're pretty good good defensive rebounding team solid team along the perimeter defensively but the two things were one, we're going to be able to keep them off the offensive glass right now it's an eight nothing lead in terms of second chance points for purdue uh, the other is are you going to be able to score? Michigan State have been averaging under a point per possession against Big Ten opponents, and sure enough, right now in this game, uh, they are being limited to just 19 points so far with 107 left to go in the first half, shooting just 36.4% from the floor. They are 2 of 4 from three-point range, so congratulations there, but uh, this Michigan State squad doing nothing, and that was the other facet too, right? We talked about, hey, Michigan State, if you're going to get run off the three-point line, if you're not going to be able to shoot uh, as much or as effectively, the effectiveness is there, the volume isn't, 
Might be a rough game for you offensively, and that has been the case so far. As the Spartans are at the free throw line right now, get an and one opportunity, I believe. So it's 36-21 with a free throw coming. 54.2 left to go in the first half there. Other quick score updates. Uh, I think we're still at the break. We're waiting for this thing to start in the second half, but Villanova leads Providence 31-28. And this matchup, as we mentioned too, in game two and a half, the spread in favor of Villanova, total of 132 and a half. And we will mention, although it is an absolute rear end whipping, another Big Ten matchup that got started early today. Penn State all over Michigan, 57-34. It started again here in the second half. Uh, if you were maybe thinking about coming in and, hey, this second half is going to be a little bit better for Michigan, already getting outscored 8-2 to in the second half of play and a 57-34 score there. Purdue, or excuse me, a Penn State up to a 20-and-a-half point favorite in-game total of 157-and-a-half. So, um, hmm, not really great we'll say, uh, for Juwan Howard and uh, the Michigan Wolverines. And um, you don't want to, you know, we'll just say it's been some pretty average basketball over the last, what, two, uh, like season and a half for Michigan and Juwan Howard. See if they can maybe dig themselves out of this because that schedule is not going to get any easier after this Penn State matchup to go to Northwestern. That'll be a tricky spot before playing host to Ohio State. And uh, we know Nebraska, right, Elliot, can be tough. We know Nebraska can be a tough out out there in the Big Ten. They got that coming up too. All right, with that, Quick update on the National Football League because uh, as we are looking around, we went a little bit more in-depth on the NFC Championship game uh, before we went to break and updating the numbers here. This early morning, I'm really interested to see too, by the way, is we get these like rushes right before kickoff. So over the next hour, keeping our eye on the board and seeing what we're going to get from this number in terms of the AFC and NFC Championship games and the sides is going to be pretty fascinating, especially those hours leading up to the AFC Championship game. Would it be crazy to allege now at this point at uh, nine at ten o three a.m. before kickoff later tonight? I'm gonna say, no, nah, that's that's crazy. I'll say this: we'll get an altered three on Kansas City. We'll get like three minus one twenty on the underdog side at some point later today. I mean, look, we already have two and a half over at BetMGM. Uh, that is a two and a half shaded to the underdog side at minus one fifteen. But we'll start to get this coming in. I think here. Um, in terms of this number, but it's really interesting because at the beginning of the week, and this include, you know, this is the public betters and everything, and talking to odds makers around town, everybody and their mother was in on the Cincinnati Bengals, and so let's focus on this game for a sec because I like for I'm not unlike anybody else, right? This is a fascinating game for multiple reasons, and it's outside of just the quarterbacks, although the quarterbacks are pretty freaking good. Um, but it's where the market was, how the market handles certain things in terms of injuries throughout the entire week over corrections and adjustments. And that's where I wanted to start because for anybody who has heard like me talk or anybody else here on the on the network talk about like market adjustments, right? And this is great. We can keep this up here for a second, right? When you talk about market adjustments, this is what we mean. So this obviously opens up Chiefs minus one and a half. It peaks at Bengals on Tuesday minus two and a half. So if you focus on Tuesday for a second, just keep this in mind what that number told you. Kansas City and Buffalo were two teams that before the first snap last weekend were either identically power rated or Buffalo was maybe one point better than Kansas City by some metrics. Cincinnati went to Buffalo and was a six-point underdog, and yet on Tuesday, the market thought because the Bengals won that game and because Patrick Mahomes injured his ankle that that deserved nearly an eight-and-a-half-point flip in a market rating for the Cincinnati Bengals where they were laying two-and-a-half at Kansas City. Right, That is wild, I think, when you talk about it. But that's what we talk about in terms of market adjustments. Against a similarly rated opponent, at one point this week, the market was like, no, 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 no. Bengals should be favored by two and a half on the road. 
That is insane. That's an insane flip for one week. And the other part of this, and this is the the fascinating part that I kind of wanted to focus on too when it came to this game, it ignores what everybody was worried about in the first matchup against Buffalo, which is the offensive line. Now, I am somebody who, we talked about this last weekend, right? I thought the market was overvaluing the losses along the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Williams along the left ta- left tackle, what was it, Ellie? 13 sacks that he had allowed in the regular season, right? Uh, pretty poorly, oh, most in the National Football League for a starting offensive tackle, uh, a poorly graded pass, blocking, uh, pass blocker, according to the PFF status, right? Lyle Collins, uh, it was overblown, right? Because they kept talking about, hey, three starters are down for Cincinnati. One of them went down like three weeks ago. Okay, so you've, you've worked with the guy who's replacing him for a while now, at right tackle, but Lyle Collins was out, Alex Kappa too. But if you're somebody who was like worried about that offensive line, I don't think if, again, I'm not one of them, but I'm just putting this out there. If you were worried about it, it's not fixed, right? Because to some degree, it almost helped being in the snow. The, the problem or the tough part about playing defense is you are reacting, right? You are reacting to what is happening to you. The offense has the edge almost every time because they know what is going to transpire in terms of what the play call is. As a defense, you have to react to what is happening. And so when the footing is not that great, it's why last week, they were talking about on the broadcast. It was a point that was brought up. You're not going to see a lot of right zone coverage because you can't move to one side and then scram back to get to your position if somebody else enters your zone. It it hurts to play defense in those environments. And so maybe I'm still wrong, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe I'm wrong about the offensive line not being a problem, but we just didn't get to see whether or not that was going to be a problem last week. But the market, the market at one point forgot about that. We're like, nah, it's fine. You know, they won, they beat Buffalo, and Kansas City has an injured quarterback. Let's move this thing to two and a half. The market's doing the right thing and swinging this back in this direction. Also keep in mind, going back to what we talked about with Jeff Benson and his, you know, off-the-hip openers, um, that and he wasn't the only one. Some thought this was going to be with a less than 100% Patrick Mahomes, keep in mind. Uh, that was factored in, right, the injury, that this was going to be about a five and a half, five, maybe even six-point line in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs, fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. It was definitely going to be about that, about four and a half, five, maybe even higher. Uh, Maybe it could have touched six here for the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you've ever wondered like market adjustments and what we mean by that, this is a really good example of it. And still, even here today, you can make the argument with this thing under three that this has been the case. And the other part that I kind of wanted to stress too, because of course you've heard it a lot. Yes, the the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-0 and against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are not dominant three, like the three victories for the Cincinnati Bengals. And in fact, in two of them, the Bay, if I remember correctly, in terms of win probability, the Kansas City Chiefs in one of those fourth quarters had a, about a 60% chance in terms of win probability. The other was well over 50%. So it's not like the Bengals went in and controlled every single one of those games. These are very tightly contested affairs that ultimately went the Cincinnati Bengals direction. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Joe Burrow and the Bengals match up against an offense that's going to play some tight man coverage and it's going to be able to work. And a lot of people, I think, when you see this go, oh, well, if it's tight man coverage, it's going to work in the Cincinnati Bengals' favor. Yeah, it might not. Because what if those offensive line issues actually do pop up and you are playing tight man coverage and you are bumping guys off their routes and all of a sudden this offense can't operate at the level it can. And I'm making, by the way, I'm, I'm talking about this all from a pro Kansas City perspective as somebody who does like this Bengals team quite a bit. Like I, I have the position I do because I really believe in them. I'm just kind of, I'm always one to push back against overreactions. And this seems very much from where the market was earlier in the week to where we're at, even right now, the market really overreacting to a Bengals team too, by the way, that 
I mean, the market has kind of slept on for almost two and a half months now. It just feels like a really strong overcorrection given everything we've seen. And the other interesting aspect of this is we talk about, you know, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and what it means for the ankle injury. As we talked about with Austin Mock earlier in the first hour, an ankle injury doesn't mean that Mahomes is going to be just like non-existent, that he's not going to be effective. You could change your game plan now if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, like, or you're not going to get like spectacular Patrick Mahomes rolling out as often and extending plays, and I think he led the league in terms of passing yards outside of the pocket and all. Oh, sure, maybe that is a little bit more limited here in this game. Patrick Mahomes is still a pretty good quarterback that can play within structure if needed to be. And Andy Reid, I'm going to go on a limb and say is a pretty good offensive play caller when it comes to his ability to scheme up some offenses, especially if he's got a more pocket-based quarterback because of what he does. So I just, I, I'm always wary for anybody who, like before last weekend, didn't really think much of the Cincinnati Bengals and thought they were going to lose that game to the Buffalo Bills, who are now coming in on Cincinnati because they beat the Buffalo Bills and because Patrick Mahomes is injured. Just always, always want to push back on overreacting to what you saw last because these are short possession games, right? You only get nine to ten possessions per game, somewhere around there. It's why football is so volatile and hard to figure out at times. I just wouldn't overreact to what you saw out of one matchup in the snow against, and frankly, that's the other part, against what was probably an overvalued opponent in the Buffalo Bills who finished the season 8-9 and against the spread, and clearly the market thought a little bit too much of as the season went along. So we'll have my, there's some player prop angles to definitely get into here. Uh, Also more on uh, the aspect of the total for both games too. We haven't really gotten to a ton of that. We'll have that at the uh, very bottom of the hour. On the other side though, Let's talk to Vaughn Dalzell, who's going to join us next, betting analyst over MEC Sports. Get his thoughts on what he's going to see later today, what he likes from a player prop and side standpoint as well, because he's been pretty good on the props and more. We'll have that and uh, more scoreboard updates as we push along here on, yes, a college basketball day, despite uh, conference championship weekend being in the National Football League. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Live Bet Sunday on vSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700. Uh, we press on here on Live Bet Sunday. Brent Musburger just dropped off uh, his gear. He'll be up next in about 30 minutes, uh, 45 minutes from now. Do I get it? Can I get off at 30 minutes? Come on, give me an extra 15 minutes. Just play something in the final block. We'll be good. Give me some time off. Now, he'll be with us uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time to get you ready for kickoff. Countdown to kickoff starts in 45 minutes. So, welcome in Von Dalzell, betting analyst over at NBC Sports, been with us regularly throughout the uh, college and pro football season at VMoney Sports on Twitter. Von, good to talk to you, bud. Uh, so, let's start with the uh, NFC Championship game. It's going to be the first one to kick off today, noon Pacific time. Uh, first off, though, I've, I've asked each one of our guests, so I'll ask you. Line move. You in agreement here? Open up one and a half. We're up to some threes and some three minus one ten. So it looks like the market's in on the Philadelphia Eagles. I bet Philly earlier in the week at minus two. Uh, I think the market kind of slipped on them a little bit at the beginning part of the week. Now they're at three, probably correcting itself here. But do you agree with the move here that Philly should be uh, the favorite in the market pushing this number up? Yeah, I, I did 100%. I was surprised last week when we talked and you said that the anticipated opening line for Eagles Niners was going to be one, yep. if not a pick but probably Eagles one. And I said, well, if that's the case, then I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl because that line should be priced at two and a half or three. So, yeah, I agree 100% with the line movement. I'm happy I got in early because I did place a bet after we talked about that. Uh, so I'm on them early, but I did want to ask you, how did you do in poker last week? 
And then, was your family okay with you spending time away? <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that. Not so hot. If I remember correctly, I think ultimately lost a little bit, but I got four kings, if I remember correctly, to kind of to kind of you know get off of it a little bit. So I was down a little bit. Not like the week before where I spoke into existence. I think I got I was I'm, I'm a double double bonus poker guy. Uh, so I think I got like four twos and a kicker and something else. So I, I spoke that into existence. Not so much this last week, but I'm glad you remembered. Thank you. By the way, I don't think my wife's watching. I'm going to lose more money later today about it, so I'm very ready to go. Uh, all right, so <laughs> so let's talk about this matchup, too, uh, from a specific standpoint, too. From a player prop standpoint, did you have anything for Philly and San Francisco at all? I did. One of the things I love about the Niners is what their defense can do against opposing tight ends. Last year and this year, they've been the number one or number two ranked uh, defense against tight ends. This year, they're only allowing about 40 yards per game to them. So I target Dallas Goddard. I mean, there's so many weapons in this Eagles offense ranging from A.J. Brown saying he wants the ball more this game. Devontae Smith has had 60-plus yards in, what, six or seven straight games now. And then you got guys like Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, and the three different running backs that step up in this offense, along with Jalen Hurts' mobility. So I'm on Godert's under 47.5 receiving yards, down to 45, 46 at most places. I would definitely play that still. Um, I just think this line's inflated. Five targets, five catches, 50 yard, 58 yards and a touchdown last week. It's about the best game you could have, and it was against the New York Giants. We all know the Niners' defense is for real. So, yeah, I'm fading Godard, and uh, I wouldn't talk you off any Smith or A.J. Brown props. My wife just texted me, by the way, so she is watching. And uh, <laughs> she's watching on YouTube TV. You can check out VSIN on YouTube TV if you, uh, if you have the package. So how about that? Good promotion, uh, although I am in trouble now. So let's talk from a total standpoint. I did bet this thing under 46. We're down to 45. Did you have any view in terms of how this game would play in terms of pace, scoring, anything like that? I would go under. I would definitely go under in in the game total of this game. I mean, you got Brock Purdy and his biggest game of his life playing the toughest defense now on the road in a hostile environment. Philadelphia is an insane place. Someone that lived five miles from Philadelphia for three years. Um, I've been to plenty of Philly scoring events, and it's always a great time. So, you know, any guy that's going in there at his age, his experience level, I'm going to go ahead and feel comfortable taking to the team. That's why I hopped on the Eagles early here. But, uh, yeah, the under is probably the way to go. If you want to fade the Niners in another way, their team total is 21.5, Those are good numbers. Um, or you could always do a tease. You know, if you're teasing a uh, total in this game, I would definitely move the total up. You can get it somewhat around 50, what, 52, 53 and a half. Uh, those are great numbers to have. Yep. All right, let's move to the AFC Championship game, the the one that is that has the most intrigue because of the narrative going on. Uh, so first off, as you watched the number move around this week and where it peaked Tuesday at Cincinnati minus two and a half, uh, your thoughts were what? Because my whole thing was just like this is a massive overcorrection for many different reasons. Yeah, I agree. I didn't want to take two favorites this week. That was my whole thing coming into this. I didn't feel like. I wanted to take the two number ones, but I ended up taking the two number ones. Mm. Uh, when the Chiefs were sitting around plus one, moving to a pick them, you know, the whole week I was thinking this is this game should be a three or three and a half point spread. Uh, we know Mahomes is is going to be looking better than what he was last week at times, and I'm sure the medical staff will take care of him, wink, wink. But I think that they're going to have an offensive game plan here. Quick passes. You're going to look at Juju, Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony. Get these guys involved very early. Uh, quick time to throw is the same with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is still down multiple offensive linemen, uh, three guys, so he has to do the same exact thing. I see both these quarterbacks aired out a lot. Uh, I played the Chiefs on the money line at minus 115. I've already got good closing value there. And if you're looking at the total, I mean, I definitely have to look at the over. I liked it a lot at 45, 46 and a half. I thought it would close at 47 and a half. 
Um, I think we're going to keep seeing it tick up as the game gets closer. Were you somebody that thought, I can't remember, I know we talked about it, did you think that the offensive line issues were going to be a problem for Cincinnati yeah. last week? So, like, what do you, because yeah. my thought is, I, I don't think we really know anything. Like, I, I, we talk, I talked about this right before we had you on. If you're somebody who believed that the offensive line was going to be a problem, I necessarily wasn't, but I also don't think I'm right, right? Because in the snow, I, I think they actually had a favorable outcome. I think that's still a pretty big yeah, question exactly. for anybody who thought so. Exactly. I think that's the, that's the main point, because I didn't think the weather would be nearly as bad as it ended up being, yep. but I didn't think, I, I, didn't, I overthought a lot in that process, betting that game, especially with the prop market as well, because I thought, you know, Joe Burrow will get the ball out quick enough that he'll go over his completions and attempts. He was doing that for a while, but the offensive line got such a great push, backup lineman getting such a great push in the snow uh, that Joe Mixon, you know, had a second 100-yard game of the season. It's been a very long time since that happened. Uh, so I, did, I do think the weather actually helped the Bengals out a lot this week. It won't be the factor as much today. And then you think about having a week of game planning, a week of film for Andy Reid and company on this Bengals offensive line. It, le- it leads me to believe the Chiefs will have a much better pass rush in store for the Bengals today. They'll be able to get after Joe Burrow, who we know has been way fewer sacked this season. Mm-hmm. But that could change today. So as a prop guy, did you find yourself at all maybe wanting to do something with Patrick Mahomes rushing props. Not everybody has him up. There's a nine and a half out there, I believe, on the market in terms of rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. It goes one of two ways, right? It's like the market's completely overreacting to this ankle injury. I think nine and a half for a dude who moves as much as he does and in the first half might feel a little bit more comfortable on it. I think that's a little bit low. But if I were to tell you rushing props for Patrick Mahomes are at nine and a half, you would say what? Yeah, I would say that's an over. Uh, I don't get my ankle play at all. You know, the only thing you might have to be worried about more than the ankle, honestly, is kneel down if the Chiefs win. Oh, no. Uh, and yeah, that's what I, it's happened to me multiple times. That's why I like rushing attempts over rushing yards for quarterbacks. Unless you're talking about Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, uh, even Josh Allen sometimes. But yeah, I would say the over on Patrick Mahomes, nine and a half rushing yards. I didn't really think about that because the way I was approaching him would be the over 24 and a half on his past completions, which moved up to about 25 and a half, 26 and a half. Again, t- quick time to throw, get the ball out to all of his weapons that he has just because if that ankle is a problem, uh, you don't want him scrambling around or being on it too much in this game. So uh, I still think over nine and a half is a good bet. That's that's a very low total for Patrick Mahomes. And, and to give people an idea too, Joe Burrow's rushing yards are set at 17 and a half. And Burrow is not like unathletic by any stretch, but mo- mobility is such a big part of Mahomes. They, if Right, yeah. And if, if, <laughs> if Mahomes is, let's say if he's fully healthy, I would say this prop is probably more like, what, 23.5, something like that, maybe even yeah. a little bit higher because of Mahomes and the mobility is such a big part of it. So it does seem like the market is uh, maybe over-accounting for what the uh, injury is going to be like here for Patrick Mahomes. You also brought up, uh, you opened up a wound. I was on the uh, very famous Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards in the Super Bowl against San Francisco when he decided to run backwards for about 30 yards on two consecutive plays, yeah. and I lost out on it by, a, by the hook. Uh, so that was... Um, that was pretty rough in terms of Patrick Mahomes. But as they say, it was fixed, and Mahomes knew what the rushing yard prop was and uh, screwed us <laughs> over. Uh, all right, so with that, so uh, let's see. You have Chiefs money line, Eagles money line. Uh, by all accounts, Eagles minus one in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, if that is the case, your thought is what in the last 60 with you? Give me the Chiefs. Um, yeah, give me the Chiefs. I love both of these teams all season long. I felt like they were both the best teams, which is you know not saying much now to the one seed, but – uh, that's you know that's a great price to be getting on Kansas City as an underdog or pick them in a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. It's Jalen Hurts' first time getting there. If the Chiefs make it today, it'll be their third time in the past four years making a Super Bowl. 
can't put a price tag on that one, but you can put a price tag on the purse you're going to buy your wife with your poker winnings today. I'll tell you that. That's right. That's right. Speak it into existence. Vaughn, thank you very much. Also, uh, no thank you for giving my wife ideas. She's not a purse woman, but uh, she will definitely ask for something. Every time I come home with cash, she's like, come on, let's go. And um, I do maybe fudge the numbers in terms of the winnings. Good to talk it's to you, buddy. Yours is hers. It's <laughs> yours is hers. I appreciate you. Yeah, you got it. V Money Sports uh, up on Twitter. All right, we'll come back. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about these matchups. We'll get Brad Spielberger's perspective on this. Of course, he works for Pro Football Focus. Get the analytical perspective on what we're going to see later today in the matchups. And uh, he's got quite a few player props that we can discuss. Very excited to get that uh, perspective from Brad, who joins us next year on Live Bet Sunday. If you're looking for a betting edge, VEASAN and experts got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything you can do to make you a better sports bettor. It includes pro tools, pro picks, pro tips, and more. 24-7 video channels included. You can watch it up on YouTube TV and other spots. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today for only $9.99. Become part of the Sports Betting Network family. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, let's continue. Uh, what we've been doing pretty much this whole time, man. we got to get as many different thoughts on what's happening in these AFC and NFC Championship contests. So let's welcome in Brad Spielberger, PFF underscore Brad, up on Twitter. Brad, it's uh, always good to talk to you. I know you got a lot of different thoughts on what's going to happen from a player prop standpoint later today. Uh, let's go big picture first. I've been asking everybody because I just like the different um, the outlooks on it. But what were your thoughts as you were watching the market do what it was doing uh, with Kansas City and Cincinnati throughout the week with, at one point on Tuesday, Cincinnati peaking as a two-and-a-half-point favorite? They now find themselves as two-and-a-half-point underdogs today. It's been pretty funny. You know, I get the swing when we're coming out of the game, not knowing exactly where Patrick Mahomes' ankle is going to be. But it also, I think, was a pretty large overcorrection for Cincinnati to go from plus six in Buffalo to then a favorite in Kansas City, even with some question marks there. But, you know, it's funny. Obviously, this counts on the 49ers, but I have a teaser with the the Chiefs and the Bengals out to plus eight and a half. I'm hoping for a middle there um, with the 49ers in both of those because it, it just seemed too good to be true. Yeah. Well, that's a good part about um, in some spots and markets, right? You can have those open-ended teaser where you can add a different leg at another point. So uh, that's a pretty good situation to be in at this point right now. Let me ask you, as somebody who has watched all of these games, right, and, and watches it a little bit of a different level than others, everybody's making a lot about the 3-0, and right, for, for uh, Cincinnati against Kansas City. But I think there's are multiple spots where if you looked at like the win probability, right, in terms of where those games actually were, it was pretty probable that Kansas City was going to win. I think all three of those as you went into the second half, uh, maybe it was just two of them. But regardless, do you take anything from the first three games here, tightly contested ones, two of which Cincinnati has come back and, and won? Or is this just, hey, it's small sample size, it's three wins, they happen to come out on top, you can't take too much from them? I mean, I do think it is a good matchup for them. First of all, they match up well with Kansas City's defense where they do not really have size in the secondary. You know, Trent McDuffie, their first-round pick this year, is a good young player, but about 5'10", less than 200 pounds. I don't think he's the the answer to covering T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Uh, but at the same time, I do think they have a better defensive line than the Buffalo Bills, at least the current state of the Buffalo Bills, without Von Miller. And I think we're almost overreacting. But it's funny. Firstly, we overreacted to the Bengals' injuries going into last week. Now I think we're overreacting to that not being a huge factor against a Bills pass rush that for us went from third in pressure rate to 21st in pressure rate without, without Von Miller. 
And then second, the game's in the snow. There's some other confounding variables there. It almost reminds me of Kansas City in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, where they got away with their offensive line injuries for a bunch of weeks and then went up against a, you know, a stronger yep. opponent with good pass rushers, and, and they couldn't do anything. So um, it is a good matchup for Cincinnati. I like their defense and their offense against Kansas City. But like you said, Kansas City also could have won you know, two of those three games, no question. So let's get into these, some actual matchups and advantages here. So one of the things that has really stuck out, I think it's been like six or seven weeks now, uh, Jamar Chase, in terms of these receptions, he has gone over uh, with some frequency, and I think it is like eight consecutive weeks in terms of these props. The market has adjusted somewhat, but it hasn't been enough. And are, you're going back to the well here with Jamar Chase, right? I am, and I think the big thing here is, for whatever reason, I think the market still views him to a degree as this downfield threat, and of course that is part of his game, but you watch the last six to eight weeks since he got healthy, they're getting him the ball on quick outs, on screens, on bubbles, they're running him in pre-snap motion, and getting him the ball quickly, you know, slants, like they're using him in a capacity of, he's now a yards after the catch guy as well, he's not just the guy that beats you down the sideline, and they want to get him the ball early and often, and I think this matchup in particular, like I mentioned, they're going to want to do the same thing because he is going to stiff arm and push off some of these smaller DBs in Kansas City, and I think they view that as a big mismatch for them in this game. Yeah, since week five, and he did miss some time in there as we know, but since week five, he has had at least seven receptions in every game but one, and that was last week against the Buffalo Bills where he had five uh, on eight targets. So that's been a really big one in the market. Again, they're, like, they're hanging six and a half and uh, pretty much everywhere, but it hasn't really adjusted too much uh, in that regard. All right, so from Cincinnati and Kansas City, um, let's go to the NFC Championship game where we get Philadelphia and San Francisco. Again, we'll start big picture here. Market opening up one and a half, getting up to two and a half, and now three in some spots. Uh, what do you make of this line move? Is the market getting this right and driving this price up on the Philadelphia Eagles? I think it is. I, I think they are my favorite side in this game. If you can get two and a half, I don't hate that as a play. Um, you know, people have made a big deal out of both teams' strength of schedule. It's funny. At PFF, we had the Niners with the second easiest and the Eagles with the easiest schedule. So they're both kind of playing their first big matchup. But for me, um, I really like how the Eagles match up against this ferocious Niners defense. First and foremost, Nick Sirianni is not going to run his running backs into a brick wall yep. and get two yards of carry. He's just not a coach that falls for traps like that. And, and on the flip side, their biggest mismatch is on the outside. We've seen Charvarius Ward and D'Amador Lenore against DK Metcalf, against CeeDee Lamb, even Michael Gallup, Dak missed the throw. But, but guys are getting open and beating them downfield, and that's what A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith do. So I think they're going to attack the sideline. Jalen Hurts had our seventh-best pa uh, passing grade outside the numbers this year, and I think it's, it's the most favorable matchup for them is, is throwing it deep down the sideline. So when you're looking at this from Jalen Hurts' health, did you see anything? Like, one of the things that I just kind of wanted to see against the New York Giants was how did he look? He did look pretty solid in terms of his comfortability. I don't think they, according to PFF, I was looking, I don't think they ran many designed runs for him. Do you see more of that, or is this just more of, hey, the way you can attack San Francisco, you don't need to run Jalen Hurts as much today? I think it's a combination of both. So he said this week he's not 100% healthy. He probably won't be for the rest of the season. I think the bye week was big for him. And I guess the shoulder injury, you might have more concerns over passing than running. But I still think they're not going to run him as much as we're used to seeing. A, for the health. And then B, I mean, the Niners are a great run defense against all, um, you know, running backs, quarterbacks, everything. I know there was some stat floating around. Look, outside of Justin Fields and Marcus Mariota, no quarterback has really run on them. And Hurts is dynamic, but I don't think they're going to go that route. So, like, the under 46.5 rushing yards for him in this game as well. Because, yeah, also, like you said, I think they're just – they're not going to identify that as a way to win this game. It's going to be attacking outside the numbers against the weak spot, which is their outside corner. 
Brock Purdy last two weeks, uh, 67.7 overall grade from you guys, uh, 67.3 passing against Seattle. Uh, a lot of the angle here is, okay, right, we're seeing this, right, but it was against a weak schedule. You do it at home. Now you're going on the road in a conference championship setting. What do you get out of Brock Purdy? What are you expecting out of Mr. Irrelevant? I think we're finally going to maybe see a turnover for him. I mean, obviously, he had the ball yes. bounce off the hand. Uh, um, you know, uh, last week against Dallas, uh, Trevon Diggs almost had the interception near the goal line. Um, he's had a couple of those kind of dicey throws. Uh, but on the flip side, I also like the offensive matchup here and attacking over the middle. So the opposite of the Niners, I think these linebackers in Philadelphia, they're okay in coverage, but they're not great. And then at safety, Marcus Epps and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson are good players, but again, like, you don't want them matching up on receivers and they're better sitting in a zone or Chauncey actually playing slot cornerback, which he probably will do a little bit of. But I think this is a Debo Samuel game. I think this is potentially a George Kittle game where they're going to attack the middle of the field, get the ball out quickly, and let those guys get yards after the catch. Um, especially if Elijah Mitchell does not play, I like some Debo Samuel. If you can get rushing and receiving combination props, because I think he's it's, it's one of those games where I think he's going to have three, four, five carries on top of his usual you know, receiving workload. So I was making the case earlier, he has not, Brock Purdy, committed a turnover-worthy play in the last three games. I was making the case it wasn't so much about him, it's about more of this offense and the decisions he has to make, right, or lack thereof. Like, what he's looking at is so well-schemed that he's not put in positions where he's got to make tight window throws and potentially commit some turnover-worthy plays. Exactly right, and that's what Kyle Shanahan is going to continue to do. And as good as the Eagles' secondary and their pass defense in general is, obviously, you know, seventy sacks, the second most in NFL history. But they they are they play soft, they play off coverage, they let you catch the ball underneath. And look, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, two of our fifteen or ten highest graded cornerbacks. But for me, they're good matchups against you know your typical big bodied X receiver on the outside. These shifty, quick guys, and Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk where you throw underneath them and maybe have them miss, that I think is not a great matchup for Philadelphia on the outside either. All right, well, let's, get you, uh, let's get you out of here on this. Last 90 seconds, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Uh, this game is now down to 45 in terms of the total, and I think you're going over here, right? I do. Uh, I think it's a bit contrarian, obviously two good defenses, but I think both these teams are going to score because I think from a matchup standpoint, I like what both teams can do here. Their strengths on offense play into the weak weaknesses of the opposing defense. Yes, they both have ferocious pass rushes, but their offensive lines are among the best offensive lines in the NFL. I mean, they were second and third in EPA per play for the season for a reason, and the Niners are actually first since Brock Purdy took over. So, look, I think in today's NFL and today's football, good offense trumps good defense. I think we are going to get points here in this game. Again, you can follow him on Twitter, PFF underscore Brad. Uh, Brad, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. I always enjoy the work over there at PFF, uh, you and your cohorts. So thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Yep, you got it. Good luck today as well. Except for I always, I always feel conflicted wishing people good luck when they are on the opposite side of me. So, But good luck nonetheless. We appreciate the time here today. Yeah, we'll get more into some of these player props as well. I'll talk a little bit more about the, the markets that I guess are brave enough to hang a Patrick Mahomes rushing yardage prop, which is, I think, pretty low. Again, we were talking about that number nine and a half that's been floated out there at a couple of spots. Seems like it is one that is very much factoring in the ankle injury for Mahomes, which uh, maybe in the first half is uh, not as serious. So when we come back, we'll give you scoreboard updates on all these Big Ten and Big East matchups that we have that are currently live in college basketball. Give you some news coming out of the NBA. We do have four games in the association. Uh, that'll alter the lines there and everything I've got from an action standpoint on these NFC and AFC championship games uh, when we come back here on Live Bet Sundays. Be said the Sports Betting Network.
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my game, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can burn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can always convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some uh, breaking news out of the National Football League that will affect today's contest in the NFC. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell is officially inactive today. So uh, with that, as you're looking at this um, on the board in terms of uh, rushing props, things like that, and there had been some optimism that Mitchell had been available, uh, but how it affects the market in terms of the disparity of rushing and receiving, we will see. Christian McCaffrey right now, rushing prop over at some spots in the range, we'll call it consensus, 63.5. The only running back at some spots listed for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, also McCaffrey at 32.5 receiving yards in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So again, Elijah Mitchell... Uh, is not active today for the San Francisco 49ers, among some others. I know that there was some hope that maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo would be active, but he is not. Who is, by the way, 60-1 to to win the Super Bowl MVP. Interesting. All right, with that, let's get some scoreboard updates before we get to my plays heading into, of course, Brent, uh, Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff coming up here on the network. Decent, the Sports Betting Network. First off, over in College Hoops, we'll give you a somewhat active morning on this Sunday, although some of these contests are a little lopsided, especially in the Big Ten. We'll go to Michigan and Penn State, as um, that was a little bit of a beatdown in favor of Penn State. That one's in the books. Penn State ends up covering is about a four, four and a half point favorite, 83-61, the final score there. Very big game for Penn State offensively. Uh, Michigan falling yet again. And uh, a very poor, poor effort defensively for the Wolverines. 54.4% from the floor for Penn State. 13 of 30 from three-point range. And something that we had mentioned as we were watching that game, uh, not in terms of uh, contested shots, not tightly contested shots. That was a very, very good showing for Penn State offensively against a lackluster Wolverines defense. 244 thereabouts left to go in the second half between Villanova and Providence. We got a tight one here. Providence closed as about a one and a half, one point favorite on the road. At one point in game, went to about two and a half in favor of Villanova when they were leading at the break, 31 to 28. Right now, Providence in control, 64 60, with less than three minutes left to go here. Look at the matchup on the screen. Four and a half point spread in favor of Providence in game right now over at BetMGM. Total, generally you see it off the board at this point of the day or this point of a contest. And sure enough, that is the case off the board right now. Let's go to Purdue and Michigan State very quickly. We are halfway through the second half. This one tipped a little bit later uh, past the 9 a.m. Pacific time hour. 57 right now, 245 the score in favor of Purdue. About 950 left to go in that matchup there. A stronger second half here so far for Michigan State. Uh, 23-17, they lead in this second half, and it looked like it was going to get a little ugly here for the Spartans. Uh, not the case in the second half as they come out strong. Statistics to watch as we move forward. Mentioned that in Big Ten play, this Purdue team had been playing some incredible basketball defensively. Uh, right now, though, Michigan State, 48.7% from the floor overall, 4 of 8 from three-point range. Spartans had really struggled with their offensive efficiency against conference opponents, and it does look like they're picking it up here just a little bit. 
against the Boilermakers. Other key statistics to track as we move forward. By the way, largest lead for Purdue at one point in this game was 20. So Spartans are fighting pretty hard uh, in this matchup. But as we discussed, rebounding, specifically offensive rebounding, relatively decent job keeping the Boilermakers off the offensive glass. Only seven offensive rebounds for Purdue so far. 26-20, Boilermakers lead in terms of rebounding. That was the other one. Defensive rebounding has been a strength. This is a battle of the two leading teams in Big Ten play. Michigan State leads the Big Ten in defensive rebounding rate. Purdue leads the uh, Big Ten in offensive rebounding rate. Those two things coming to a head here in this matchup as we now have this lead extended out now 59-45 with uh, 9.23 left to go in the second. Between those two, again, in-game 11.5 in favor of Purdue. That total still up on the board, 137.5. And And, uh, before we get to the best bets really quick, just do want to update. As again, as I mentioned, we do have... uh, two or excuse me four games later today in the NBA an injury update not surprising second leg of a back-to-back for the Clippers who would play good basketball uh, but Paul George Kawhi Leonard will not play today in Cleveland also on the injury report John Wall Robert Covington Moses Brown Luke Kennard Reggie Jackson Marcus Morris all questionable so it does look like this is going to be a pretty thin squad for the Los Angeles Clippers but wanted to use this as an opportunity to point out very quickly This is the last back-to-back for the Clippers until the first week of March. We have the All-Star break mixed in there, but this is going to be a pretty good time as they always sit their guys on second legs of back-to-backs. This is going to be a pretty good opportunity for the Clippers to start to get some continuity, especially now that they're pretty much healthy as we head into the All-Star break and coming out of it. So I would watch out for a little bit of a a swing here, a positive swing for the Los Angeles Clippers, and they were actually on one coming into this matchup with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. But they are going to rest everybody and highly probable that they're going to lose this game. Uh, Right now on the screen, Los Angeles Clippers catching 10 on the road against the Cavs. Total of 213.5 or 214.5. So uh, with that, we switch gears over to the National Football League. Of course, Brent Musburger coming up next in the countdown to kickoff. We'll start with the NFC Championship game here and uh, talk about where I'm at from a betting standpoint. This is the one where, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a little bit more uh, in terms of actual opinions and action on this. But laid to earlier in the week with the Philadelphia Eagles, and talking with everybody as we've discussed here on the show, I do think from that defensive standpoint, a really different matchup here for Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. A, I really love the way that Philadelphia can rush the passer. We talked about that, right, from the PFF standpoint, having three guys with a pass rushing grade of over 90, having five guys who have over 45 individual pressures. Uh, this is going to be a unit that can really get after Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers when given the opportunity, playing a little bit more in terms of zone coverage and being able to, I think, force Brock Purdy into, uh, we'll call it just a single turnover-worthy play. Shanahan has done such a good job of keeping these plays very simple for Purdy where he doesn't have to throw into these tight windows as we talked about with Spielberger. But I I think that this is one where you're going to see more of what we saw against the Dallas Cowboys, a pretty limited offensive attack from San Francisco. And when they needed first downs, they got them. But I think for the most part, you're going to start to see Purdy again, who we talked about with that PFF passing grade last week of about 67, continue to just look pretty average as he has over the last couple of weeks, specifically that first half against Seattle and for the game against the Dallas Cowboys. So laid two on a number that I made just over three in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. Also played this game under the total of 46. Uh, That is one of the big moves in terms of what we're watching as uh, we get closer to kickoff here in the next hour and, what, 20 minutes or so, what this total is going to close. 45 is painted across the board. You have 45 and a half over at BetMGM where this thing ends up closing. But for the 49ers, on top of struggling, I would think that the game plan is somewhat similar to what we saw from Washington and others who are trying to exploit a weakness of this Philadelphia defense, which is running this ball, and 
keeping Jalen Hurts on this offense off the field, a little bit more of a grounded out, uh, ground and pound type of deal and possession is going to be really important for San Francisco. And on the flip side, still think this 49ers defense is pretty good. Uh, now, what's going to be interesting is that pass rush against one of the better offensive lines in the National Football League. Last week, we talked about that weird dynamic for Dallas, right? Rookie left tackle, a, uh, you know, a guy who has been playing left tackle throughout the majority of his career over at right. Didn't really pop up in a massive way, but this is a really big step up. This is one of the best offensive lines, and I think that's going to stymie what we're going to see from the San Francisco 49ers. So, Philly, minus two in the pocket for me and under 46. What we're going to battle here with this matchup between Philadelphia and San Francisco. As far as the ASC championship game is concerned, the actual bet in terms of a position and something uh, that I had an opinion on, that first half money line price at a plus price when it was earlier in the week when Kansas City was an underdog, uh, something that's in pocket. Again, just taking advantage of what we saw. And I would think, uh, this is all just like, you know, I guess speculation, um, you would think that when you're talking about that ankle not being bothersome for Patrick Mahomes, it would be early in this game. And as this game progresses, you put more on it, you move around a little bit more, trying to get out of the pocket, doing whatever you have to do as the game goes along, uh, you're going to start to feel that ankle a little bit more. But early on, with adrenaline going, with treatment, of course, uh, when you're feeling the treatment at its most, I think it would be early in this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. That is a play. And as far as the game is concerned, look, if we're asking for a pick, it would be, all right, I'll go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I know I talked about not trying to overreact to everything, uh, but in a unique position given the future that I've got on Cincinnati. So I do actually have monetarily something on the Kansas City Chiefs in this game, but that's more of because of a position that I've already got on the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, if you're twisting my arm and saying, pick something here, uh, give me a Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl because that would be the most uh, lucrative outcome for me. I would like to see the, Phil- uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl coming up in just a few weeks. But... Very, very excited for what these two games are going to look like a little bit later today. So with that, uh, all done here, of course, on Live Bet Sunday. You can keep track of everything up on vcin.com in terms of these matchups and the ones we do have later today. There's still more college hoops and, of course, three other uh, games in the NBA that you can get a lot of information up on the website at vcin.com. But Brent Musburger coming up next. Countdown to kickoff. Give you updates as we get closer and closer to the NFC Championship game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. And a reminder as well for all of you, not only to check out our introductory price at $9.99, you want to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, but everything from odds, line moves, prop trackers, and more are up on the website. You can check that all out at VEASAN.com. So, appreciate it as always. We'll be back next week for Live Bet Saturday and Sunday. Good luck today, everybody, and enjoy what we got rest of the day for you here on VEASAN. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. 
Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 